Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And welcome back, man. Yeah. It feels like it's been eight... It's- Weeks. Actually, I meant I to do like something. Six weeks. Or I meant something. to exaggerate because yeah. <laughs> eight weeks <laughs> feels eight, like a long time. Yeah, eight weeks. I think is a little bit longer, but but only by a little bit. It, it, God, it feels like it's been a hundred weeks. <laughs> feels like it's been many many weeks yeah. uh, because it has. People often say one hundred weeks rather than two years or eighteen months or something. I don't actually know how calendars work. <laughs> We've been traveling. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, we've had a very yeah. eventful traveling it's, summer, and it's and you're done. I'm done. I'm about halfway through. Yep. And but are you though? It, because it'll just keep adding. They'll just keep getting stuff added in, at the end. I, I don't like to think about it. <laughs> you don't mind. You don't mind traveling for work a little. Travel. Uh, well, some of this has been for work. Some of this has been for fun. Yeah. And some of it is is kind of in in between. Um. Uh, traveling for work is something I love and hate in equal measure. And, and I say that with full sincerity. I'm not one of these people who's, oh, no, oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, no, please don't send me. Um, no, actually, legit. As much as I love going to, I don't know, you know, Philadelphia, it's a great place, but, but you go to, and you spend several days in the, in the hotel and, and you, maybe you'll see a little bit of the city. Um, it, it's exhausting. And the net effect on my health is not amazing. Yeah, no, it's uh, a lot I've, of gross. I've, but I mean, when I when yeah, I I've, I've gained like five pounds over the past uh, couple months. Yeah, I have done work travel uh, in the past, but never when I yeah. have had children. That's another massive bummer yeah. about it. Now, on the plus side, there are people that I get to see who yeah. don't live where I live. Uh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, uh, th- there are some professional things. That, a rare thing, like professional, that I actually enjoy. I actually enjoy uh, public speaking, mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's a it's a rare and wonderful thing to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, it's probably about the only professional thing that I actually enjoy. Everything yep. else, I'm just doing it for the money, folks. <laughs> just I enjoyed my work travel the money. before. I mean, they, they it, my work travel was always sort of a created to create a maximum of. Uh, Really? Fun opportunities and oh, a boy. minimum of fun. Like yeah, by you usually, by... no, by usually, but like if I travel to do an audit, it okay, would be created yeah, by yeah, the yeah. brokers to be like yeah. the maximum amount of fun and, and the least, know, amount, the of least amount of yeah. auditing, which is what they didn't want us there doing. So that was pretty fun, but it would not have been fun if I had, you know, if I had a family. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it also, th- there's such a thing as too much of a good thing yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to take you out to a real nice meal. It's, um, awesome. That's great. But, after like eight of those, yeah. like folks, my, my pants don't fit. <laughs> okay, yeah. I want, I mean, and, and I get it that it's <laughs> you take possible. Take me out to buy me some new pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, and I get it that it's possible to make shrewd choices. Yeah, hard. when when you're out, but but in practice, um, I mean, maybe I'm maturing to the point where I can I can do that. But yeah, uh, I have to get to this place of of, of kind of you know, having my aged body feel the physical effects of travel and sleep disruption. Yeah. I can't I can't sleep in a fucking hotel room. Yeah. 
that one day I woke up at like, it was like three 30 and I just, I couldn't get back to sleep. So I'm up at three 30 in the morning and I get back to, and then I go to sleep at like nine. That's a long day. That's I don't a care long who day. you are. Yeah, yeah, that's a long day. And I just couldn't sleep anymore. Okay. So you've, you've moved the, the, the sheet of paper, meaning that <laughs> you want to press Ready. on. It's enough of me belly aching no, about work travel. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get back to the X-Men. All right, the X-Men. People didn't tune in. <laughs> Anyone who might have accidentally stumbled on this podcast is wondering why we're not talking about the X-Men, because that's why we're here. That is why we're here. Yeah. Tell us about this week's issue. All right. All right, which I recapped. Yes, okay. yes. Uncanny X-Men issue 211. It's called Massacre, and it was released in November of 1986 and cost 75 cents. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On the cover, we see a beat-up-looking Wolverine with glistening sharp claws, and in the margins, basically all of the mutants that Marvel has ever created, I think. We start in the... Is that wrong? Keep going. Okay. A lot of Marvel characters. Hulk yes. is there, Thor is there. Yeah. All the crossover. Hulk, Hulk is not a mutant. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. We start in the Morlock tunnels. A group of Morlocks are sitting around a table. The Marauders show up and open fire, killing almost everyone in the room. The Marauders we have met so far are Scalp Hunter, whose power seems to be having a big gun. I actually learned later that his power is making weapons out of his costume. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. It always ends up being a big gun. Right. <laughs> Riptide, whose power is spinning very fast and shooting sharp stars while misquoting the Rolling Stones. Scrambler, who looks like he got beat up a lot as a kid and whose power is disrupting other mutants' powers when he touches them. One Morlock escapes, her power being sweating acid that melts stone and runs to warn Callisto. We also meet Arclight and Harpoon. Arclight can blow things up in some way, and Harpoon has obviously harpoons of raw energy. Killing harpoons. Uh, it just kills the Morlock. There's also Vertigo, who can literally or metaphorically turn people inside out. Yuck. I don't know that she can literally do that. I, well, I wasn't sure. Okay, carry yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, nearby, the Morlock Piper activates his pet alligators. <laughs> Thing that kind of happened and then kind Pedophilic of... Pedophilic flautist. Didn't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't go anywhere, the yeah, alligators. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for more from the alligators. It's true, the alligators yeah. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, back at Xavier's mansion, the X-Men and New Mutants are catching up on chores on their um, farm. Yeah, they got a farm. Wolverine wants to help, but Colossus and Rogue insist that he rests. And after some exposition about his powers, say they're concerned that he's not healing as fast as he should. Meanwhile, reminding us that this is a school and some of the students are just kids, Kitty is caught by Magneto looking for some dinner-ruining snacks and sodas in the kitchen. <sighs> <laughs> I, I'm trying not to interrupt, but you're looking as though you want some comment. No, I, I don't mind it when you interrupt. Okay. I don't. Yeah, you can interrupt. No, I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. Well, because I'm only like a third of the way through. Nah, nah read the whole okay. thing, and we'll we'll come back. Well, stuff. Okay. Do you need a pen to write stuff down? No, I've got my brain. Okay. My brain, my 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 airtight brain. Wolverine and Nightcrawler are getting ready to go drink away their sorrows, and probably not just with soda, when a gigantic mm. creature burrows out of the ground and tells them that the Morlocks are being killed. The X-Men decide they must go, leaving Magneto behind to look after the new mutants. Ileana teleports them to the tunnels under New York City. Who knew she could do that? And it's a mess of rubble, bodies, and alligators. This reminds me once again that up until now, the actual body count of this comic book has been pretty low. Yep. Until now. Yeah. Suddenly, Vertigo attacks, but they've met him before and they fight back. Nightcrawler takes out Vertigo, but doesn't have the power to bamf out of the way of Riptide's 
Starblade things. He's hurt, and Storm tells Ileana to take the wounded home, but not to return with reinforcements. Things get dark at this point. Riptide kills, or seems to kill, Anna Lee and the children with her, while gloating about killing other Morlock kids in another issue. Scalp Hunter and Arclight are... Uh, feeling like killing kids is all a little too easy when Colossus shows up and they're excited to have some real battle. They collapse a tunnel down on top of him and then Scalp Hunter tries to shoot Kitty in the head. Yikes. The bullet phases through her, but again, man, this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's verbally sparring with Scalp Hunter, but knows her th- in her thought bubbles that she won't really be able to kill anyone. It's just not her thing. Elsewhere in the tunnel, Storm, Wolverine, Rogue, and Callisto lead the remaining Morlocks through the tunnels trying to get to Xavier's house. Not sure how that works. There's a tunnel. Yeah. 40 miles. It's a long tunnel. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Suddenly, Wolverine smells a familiar smell, and then they're almost flattened by an optic blast. What? Looks like the original X-Men are there, too. But before the two groups can meet, the tunnel caves in, exposing Colossus and Kitty, but shutting the new and old X-Men off from each other for now. More fighting, with Wolverine attacking Harpoon and Storm and Callisto taking on Scrambler the old-fashioned way, with their fists. Riptide starts with the pointy stars again, and Colossus realizes that he may be the only one they can't hurt. Suddenly, Rogue is down, having touched Scrambler and scrambled herself, too. Harpoon throws an energy spirit Rogue, and Kitty steps in front of it, hoping it will phase through her. Peter knows he must stop Riptide, and so he kills him with a snap of the neck. Yep. Yikes. (laughs) That sends the rest of the Marauders running, for now. Kitty drops to her knees because she's sad. Storm tries to help her up and finds that Kitty is no longer solid. She can't unfaze. Rogue's feeling guilty and is ready to go looking for more fighting, but Storm grudgingly convinces her that now is not the time. Storm is also angry, but Wolverine reminds her that the price of leadership is doing what is necessary, not what you want, and what's necessary now is to step back and regroup, to win the war, not the battle. Storm then directs Wolverine to stay behind and to obtain one prisoner for interrogation. She just needs the one. The rest of them, Wolverine can do what he wants with. The end. The end. Okay, yeah. So, um... You said it cost 75 cents, and I was amused by that. I was going to make a, uh, a just a really, really dumb remark about uh, uh, a 75-cent piece, which doesn't exist, uh, which felt really funny to me in my own brain uh, as you were saying that, and it sounds really stupid now. Um, but I went 360 degrees in that, because, and I made it like sort of meta, and it's funny because it's stupid. Good job. All of the, uh, all, all of the, uh, the the figures around the edges of the comic that is uh, kind of the Marvel universe, uh, mm-hmm. or some of the leading figures in the Marvel universe at that time. Um, it, 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 so you'll see in the upper left hand corner, Marvel twenty fifth. This mm-hmm. is meant to be like a twenty fifth anniversary right. cover. Uh, every issue that month had that same border mm-hmm. around oh, right. it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so like on the left, we've got the Avengers, which no one would be able to place as the Avengers if they're familiar with the MCU. <laughs> Maybe they could. Uh, the bottom, we've got uh, the X-Men and X-Factor and Puck from Alpha Flight on the uh, far left. And then on the right, we've got the Fantastic Four and kind of miscellaneous. Hmm. So yeah, so that's, that's what's up with that. Um, all right, what do what do we uh, what do we think about this? What are our thoughts? So, I think this was a I don't know it was weird. Like I read it ages ago. Yeah, you know, for the the time that we didn't record this, and then I read, I read it, it in nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I read so, it again yeah. last night, um, or and you know slash this yeah. morning. Um, I don't know. I didn't like all the. I mean, 
there was a lot like I don't I don't want any dead I don't really care about dead bad guys actually yeah you know I'm not really that bothered by that I'm like I don't really need any dead kids I don't know that yeah. felt a little unnecessary it just kind of was a bummer um, uh yeah I yeah. agree um and then I you know it's it's hard like I think. I'm actually more curious what you thought of it when you read it for the first time as a kid, mm-hmm. because it's hard to read it now without, like, you know, I read a lot of, like, sorry, I am moving go around because my knee hurts. Yeah. Um, it's hard to, I feel like it's hard to read, like, a important whatever uh, issue like this now without having a lot of other, like, now I know that it was the first of a sort of a yeah. of the crossover type, you know, big crossover yeah. things um, that, that later became a big deal. Um, well, hang on. Do you want me to respond to any of those? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah sorry, I was I, just I don't, know if you're, I don't know if you're inventorying. Yeah. Or, or, no, 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 I was just glancing at my notes to see if there was anything else that I wanted so to let, say let, before. So let's start with the first yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and remind us what the first thing was. Just that it was hard for me to, to read it outside of knowing that it was like the first of okay. many crossover type issues so um well, well tell me what you tell me what what you mean by that um there are two things at play here one is that it is a crossover and we're not actually going to read the other stuff that's that it crosses over with unless you want to but um so, so knowing that it's a crossover but also th- that it is the first kind of the first crossover uh tell somebody with difficulties that that gives you. I don't know. It just makes it feel like I need to look at it like in a, you know, it's hard to see it as like a standalone issue because I okay. feel like it has sort of other significance in the, that zeitgeist of that time or, you know, has sort of had knock on effects, whatever. Um, okay. Maybe um, not. I mean. Yeah. So, so the crossover aspect of this, um, when I was a kid, it, it, it sort of bugged me because, uh, actually before I finished that thought, uh, this is I think it's fair to say the first instance where we have an event that has a narrative that encompasses more than one ongoing series, apart from Secret Wars Two, right? <laughs> where that did take place, and and then you go back to like Secret Wars, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Secret Wars was self-contained. It, it was an event. Um, comic that took like 12 months but it, you could omit reading that right. and you would not have been too disrupted with with regular issues continuity <laughs> stuff happened stuff mattered for the x-men it meant that peter, peter broke, up, kitty broke with, up with right, kitty right. Uh, but but you didn't need to you didn't necessarily need to read other issues to, to figure mm-hmm. this stuff out secret wars 2 started to inject uh that narrative into other titles and it, w- it was not that disruptive it, it, w- it was annoying mm-hmm. but it was not super disruptive here's one where if you're not reading the other issues you can kind of get by but there's a greater sense of i'm actually missing out mm-hmm. if i'm not mm-hmm. buying those others right and that becomes something that gets repeated right right year and- after year uh, that bothered me yeah. Because I, I thought, fuck, man, I don't want to, you know, I, I mean, I should have wanted to read Thor. Right. Because this isn't Walt Simonson was doing the Lord's work with the with that title. But I just didn't want to. Yeah. Like, God damn it, I just want to read the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. So apparently in the original paper issue, and it did not appear in the Marvel thing, yeah. but I did print it out because it was kind of neat. They have like a map of all of the I remember that. other issues yeah. that you had to read and like the order that you had to read them in. Yeah. Um, 
which we are probably not going to do just that is not mine because of yeah timing yeah. um but yeah one of the things that i read yeah yeah said uh yeah this issue is credited is quote credited with slash blamed for the event-driven <laughs> focus of modern mainstream superhero comics discuss yeah. was my note so i think we've done that yeah, let me see that because it's like the third one down uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's fair to do that. Um, that although, was the, the well, real gentleman of leisure. That exact wording was used in it. Yeah, like. it, it's fair up to a point. I, they would have figured this out anyway. The Marvel was they'd already done event comics with Secret Wars and Secret Wars Two. DC, I'm pretty sure the timing on this is correct. DC had done Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and especially crisis it was like wildly successful mm-hmm. uh so marvel and dc they'd figure this out right they had already started to enter into this arms race claremont it, 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 he didn't i my understanding is and i'm, I'm going to choose to believe this until i'm presented with with evidence otherwise my understanding is that Claremont just had a story that was too big for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Like it would have taken him six months to do it, mm-hmm. and it, it, it would have entailed other uh, uh, other characters. But didn't it start with him just wanting to like reduce the number of... of yes. Yeah. Yeah, but in, in constructing a narrative, I, I think there was this very reasonable sense uh, on his part that if I have this thing where they're just slaughtering mutants, we've got these other mutant titles. They have to be involved. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he has this narrative that spills over. Now, how Power Pack and Thor get into this is a little bit of a mystery to mm-hmm. me. And I, I, I think technically, technically, I think arguably there is an issue of Daredevil that, that figures into this hmm. as well. Is like that on the map? Good. No, it's not on the map. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the map and it's not there. Um. So, I, I, I mean, yes, <laughs> this did show a path to doing event comics in a way that was different than we need to come up with, like, Secret Wars 3 <laughs> right, <laughs> or something. There's something that, that, that will involve this entire Group. universe mm-hmm. that will affect other people. And, and this is... Uh, Boone and uh, Bane of Marvel's continuity that right. they've had since the early 60s. Right. We saw like a little bit of that when you won't remember this, but like it, it snowed in Texas or something like that in the middle of summer. That was something. Yeah. And it mentioned something about Thor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so we've already got that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to read, like, just staying within the X-Men, not reading any of the other stuff, kind of how it will feel to me. I'm curious how it will feel as it, you know, plays yeah. out over the next maybe only two issues. Right. Right. I, I've read the others, and I can tell you yeah. that you will survive yeah. not reading them. <laughs> right. But it changes then then the X-Men change, right? This uh, changes the X-Men. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah. There are going to be some downstream impacts, and we're so nobody cares about the autobiography other than me. But but pedantry it demands that I say that. Uh, so so I read, and then I stopped reading when I was in middle school, and then I, like got into high school and started reading comics again. Mm-hmm. This is one where I'm reading them again. I'm about to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, picking up fresh issues of the X Men because I move on. Like I read 
R. Crumb and uh, uh, Dave Sim and, and all, all sorts of other uh, slightly more adult shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've only got, I think, maybe four or so issues remaining. So in terms of... Remaining of the ones that you read at the, yeah, in, at not, the time. in real time. Yeah, we're yeah. about to get into some... I mean, we've read a few that, that I read for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we're about to have, like, that's going to be all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's going to be uh, you know, untilled soil for both of us. Um, point being that, yeah, there are changes uh, to the X-Men themselves. I know that after the fact. You and I are in the same place right, there in right. terms of knowing what right. happens. So, yeah, there, there are changes here that are going to happen yeah all right well yeah i mean it was it, it was an interesting it was an interesting um issue i don't i didn't mind some of the the dark aspects i didn't mind yeah. that peter killed somebody I, I was cool with that wow. um you know and i like i like the sort of uh you know wolverine and storm kind of conversation at the end about you know have to be a leader or whatever but actually i'm gonna lead by telling you to go, go kill go some people some yeah right. um you know, I would, but like the and the little kids, and it just felt felt a little gross. Yeah, so little I, I I didn't care for this issue yeah. when I yeah. read it the first time, and we'll talk a little bit about what we don't have to, but I I, I will talk about the fact that this is kind of the end of the road for me mm-hmm. with uh, the X Men when I'm reading it at that time. Uh. I thought the violence was over the top. I mm-hmm. thought that the murder was over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, maybe I would not have minded it at 10, but, and I'm 14, you know, almost 15 when I'm reading this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need this shit, man. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, I just saw, I don't know when did, when did Platoon come out, you know, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, I had seen Apocalypse now at this point, like, I don't need this shit in my yeah. comics. It, was, it sort of, I just yeah. made me think of when we watched and, you know, spoilers, I guess, when we started watching Man in the High Castle, which seemed like it was going to be kind of a cool, cool oh. premise, you know. In hindsight, a cool premise, like Nazis take over America. I don't know. I, kind of a cool That's premise. That's not going to be a madcap round. Philip Ross, plot against, plot against America was, was. I mean, yeah, it's like, you well, know, that, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. But those are different things. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, when those kids were killed, it was like, man, I'm out. Not going to. Yeah. watch anymore you know see, seeing innocent people get killed is one thing but you know children ugh. it's interesting that that's uh, the threshold that 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 i mean this this issue crosses in any you know most thresholds that, that you would want but um for me it was it was just the wholesale slaughter of of morlocks at whatever age yeah they're just like getting mowed down by guns, like Jesus Christ. I mean, this is like a lot of carnage. Yeah. Um, and even now, reading this, apart from thinning out <laughs> the numbers yeah. for the Morlocks, narratively, I'm not sure what it's in aid of. Right. Well, I was just going to say, what, like, we do we ever find out? I guess I'll see whether we ever find out what it is that the, you know, is somebody, yeah. is somebody paying the, you know, what is somebody paying well, the marauders? Or are they just like super evil in their own special way? Like, what's yeah. their weird, what's their motivation? Yeah. yeah I'm going to walk back a minute. I said narratively, I, I guess what I meant was some word other than just plot mechanics. Mm hmm. What is all, all this in aid of? Like Apocalypse Now, which is the thing that popped in my head. There's a lot of slaughter there, and it, it's meant to illustrate rather vividly 
the the moral depravity associated with war, war generally, right, but right. the Vietnam War specifically. Right. So you watch Apocalypse Now, and unless you're this dude that I knew freshman year in college who is an, who is an ROTC, you don't come away from watching Apocalypse Now thinking war is great. <laughs> this Sorry. dude, Dick. this dude got the wrong message. Yeah. Um, and and to to be to be fair, the um, the helicopter scene with with. Uh, um, uh, the Wagner music. Yeah, that is one where if if you're a military sort of person, that'll it's, that'll it's hype moving. you. It's moving. Yeah, but but the rest of the movie, like it, it it's it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. the yeah. violence yeah. and it doesn't look like a uh, like a lot of fun. Right, and, and and even if you're not, it's right there in the name of the movie. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and and that would be true of of other stuff that I was watching. I mean, I can't remember when I saw Platoon, but you know, Vietnam War movies, by the way, like in the mid '80s, there were loads of them. Yeah, and it was all about the country reckoning with Vietnam specifically, but also just saying war sucks, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, war is not a good time. Yeah. Uh, so to see the X Men have similar moments of wanton violence and loss of life uh, that didn't sit well with me hmm. then mm-hmm. i'm not wild about no. it now yeah i can see that yeah cannot disagree with that yeah so uh two cool things <laughs> um the dude with the gun to kitty's head like she winds up being fine uh, yeah. artistically the way, i love the way that that's drawn yeah um, it, it, I mean, it's not a sight gag, but it, it almost is. Yeah. I and mean, it has the mechanics of that. The other thing that I liked about it, another moment in it, was when, uh, what's it, Arclight, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. She says, hey, wow, we're, we're tangling with the X-Men. And, and, and it's uh, it reinforced the idea that in the world that the X-Men inhabit, yeah. They're a group of folks that most people don't see, mm-hmm. and they have a very badass reputation mm-hmm. that is known far and wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just read the comic, every every time we get all of their foibles and and, and their weaknesses and, and things like that, that's a moment to remind us that they have this heroic very yeah. outsized stature right right yeah <laughs> uh that that, that I, I i really liked yeah yeah i liked um hold on there was a page that had a really cool sometimes i like i don't pay as much attention to the art as you do um is that a page where somebody speaks into a microphone it is <laughs> i i love watching the not amplitude of the <laughs> I, I love having scientific proof that you don't talk, <laughs> that you don't talk loud that i don't talk loud enough yeah. exactly i mean you, you should see the waves here i can see them yeah yeah i like i like wolverine and his uh cowboy hat yeah i like magneto and kitty having that sort of like soda shared thought bubble <laughs> word bubble or whatever oh yeah okay <laughs> but i really like on page 14 down at the bottom where they're like getting ready to to go fight when storm gives uh rogue her her like her vest mm-hmm. so she's just got her like tube top on that's one of the here i can show you on mine yeah i got it i got it yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know i just i think that looks cool from time to time i have you know images from the comic that i think would make cool like compositions for posters and that's that's one of them really yeah huh that, that's really cool 
that that's cool that you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, that that one I, I I didn't I didn't think of, uh, I I didn't really notice it. Yeah. I mean, well, um, you like it? Why? Just because Storm, like, like, like Storm looks like a badass. She or? looks like a badass. They're all there. They're all kind of in a in a line. It just looks like a kind of a getting ready for battle type. Of okay. Yeah. Type scene. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, Plus, I, I kind of like the little weird flourish of her giving her her uh, her vest. I mean, we know at this yeah. point that Rogue is, you know, really one of the one of the team and whatever. But that's yeah. like an extra little, you know, here's my cool punk vest <laughs> for you. Yeah. Scalp Hunter. His outfit is sort of like body horror to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't tell what's going on. What I get it, his mutant power is, I guess, to make guns out of shit that he's got lying around. But um yeah like it, it, to me it 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 read as it's kind of like skin to him yeah gross yeah yeah, yeah creep me out and he's got that like gross him and arc light have like contradictory met like opposite single bare shoulders okay <laughs> that's uh yeah they do yeah, yeah they're sort of mirrored yeah and he's got like weird swashbuckling boots oh wow i didn't know well. yeah. boy oh boy Okay, yeah. Um, this is not a dig at uh, John Romita Jr. And, and John Romita Jr. is guessed that there's an additional assist on the art here. But I wonder what, what kind of costumes Dave Cockrum would have drawn. Mm-hmm. Cockrum, um, yeah, he's not my favorite X-Men artist, but in terms of costuming, he may be my, my favorite. Hmm. I'm just sitting here wondering what's like when they're drawing the thing. They are they working on a piece of paper that's the same size no, as no, the by, thing, or it's like, like way size. bigger, like right? And then it's got to be like shrunk down with magic somehow. Yes, with magic. <laughs> yeah. There are uh, there are underwear gnomes that, uh, that do that because <laughs> it seems like a lot of the detail would be really hard to draw at that scale because it's so wee. <laughs> this is going to be one of those where Inessa is amazed <laughs> that people can do things. Yeah, like there's so many little tiny, yeah. tiny lines. They must do it on something a lot bigger and then with magic shrink it down. They, yeah, they shrink it down with magic. So I, I noticed that you've you've magnified the image there uh, magically. Yeah. On, but on that's, your iPad. Uh, this is like new magic. I didn't, they didn't have this magic when they were drawing this. They have magnifying glasses. Huh. <laughs> I mean. But they need to demagnify. I'm saying they draw so here's it bigger, the magical thing and then that they, they unmagnify do. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. A, 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 de, a demagnifier. Uh, whatever, whatever the opposite of magnify is. Um, here's what's really, really going to blow your mind mm-hmm. in terms of magic. They actually, and this is true. I think you're making fun of me, but go ahead. I'm 100 making fun of you. <laughs> they actually bend the light rays that are reflecting off of the drawing, and they change where those light rays go to shrink the image. This is true, by the way. Okay, this is true. Whatever. All right. Okay. So yeah, I'm. I mean, but, but were you? Sorry, but just just one more. In school in in the 1980s, did you think that all of your teachers had magic powers to cause overhead projectors to work? You know, when they would like write on 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 the projector using the erasable marker. And it would be then beamed much, much larger onto a screen at the front of the classroom. But then what if, okay, I mean, I understood. How... <laughs> Did you think they were magic? No, but I wish I had thought they were magic. No, yeah, yeah. overhead projectors make perfect sense to me. Can but you then... imagine that just happening in reverse, though? 
but like how do they make it <laughs> smaller forever what do you mean forever they just like take a picture of it or, or, whatever, or whatever yeah but whatever whatever is well, no, whatever like no, you were hung up on size yeah, so like I mean, they draw it big how do they print it small <laughs> at that time they project it small, and then then they capture the image using I don't know a camera. Magic. That's the magic, magic that I was talking magic, about. Not magic. Cameras. I understand have been around the for projecting ages. and the smallifying, but then how the do they capture that image that's Dwarf smaller? <laughs> magic. It's not magic. Bill Nye just wants to kick your ass right now. Whatever. It's anyway, ma- okay. It's well, not magic. It's not magic. It's science. I'm this sure. Is what's wrong with America today? Nobody believes in science. Everyone wants to believe in magic. I, I do not believe in magic. Good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm curious to see what, and we are not going to be here next week. Nope. I will be out of the country. Yes. Brian will be traveling internationally, but internationally. then after yeah, baby. that. I'm international white collar badass. After that, I think apart from. Uh, I've got a few. I've got one. I've got two Sundays actually in September that I'm going to be out. One of those for fun. One of those for work. Right. So we'll probably you'll probably see us every other week. Something for like a that. little while. Yeah, we'll be yeah. That for a little while. Yeah. You sound like you're wrapping up. We've no, got I'm not like about up. another ten minutes no, here. What else do we up. want to talk? about? I was wrapping up on this particular issue. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Closing closing thoughts. I'm curious to see how they wrap this up. Okay. Over the next two recordings did you notice betsy braddock yes oh yeah i did i did and i meant to comment and then i i just was my i was worried that i was gonna write a recap that was too long yeah new person not someone i'm familiar with miss mrs britain ms (laughs) britain dr britain yeah it's been seven years in britain school (laughs) miss britain um so this is another way in which i I start to lose interest in the x-men at this time um spoilers but she's going to be a recurring character Mm -hmm. and i can remember reading at the time like who the fuck is this where does where does she come from why is she you know time was to be an x-man yeah you can just show up it had to be sort of yeah exactly like kitty pride that was a thing there was a whole there were any number of issues where we got introduced uh, to the character and, and and got familiar with her uh, similarly, Rogue, there was all sorts of drama and Sturm and Drang uh, her joining. for yeah. her joining. Yeah, that was um, one that I thought that maybe she had just appeared someplace else or she had appeared in the New Mutants and it wasn't... Not, didn't appear in the New yeah. Mutants. Uh, and I, I can't remember, I mean, her origins are weird and they have to do with some comics that were published in the UK mm-hmm. and Claremont kind of recycling ideas. I don't mean that negatively. I do that all the damn time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so so Betty Braddock shows up and she's going to be a recurring character. Okay, well, she's going to join the X Men. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I just assumed that she that we knew who she was because of nah, the New Mutants, nah. and that I didn't know who she was because I was not reading the New Mutants. Nope. All right. Nope. Yeah, I, that's frustrating. All right. Next issue is going to be Wolverine fighting Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of Sabretooth. He was in the 99 or 2000 uh, film, The X-Men. Mm. Have I seen that? Yes. Okay. We talked about it maybe on the podcast. Mm, possible. Uh, not even you listened to the podcast, so <laughs> you wouldn't know. I know that we had a whole episode about um, uh, X2. I'm pretty sure that there wasn't in a film that I've seen. Yeah, he was, Sabretooth is in a film that you have seen. He has like zero lines of dialogue. Who played some large person. Oh, okay. All right. What other pop culture <laughs> things do we want to talk about? Right. We're in the midst of 
a pitched debate. <laughs> we are. I'm wondering if we're talking about the same thing. Oh, I. Okay. What are, What are we talking about? I thought we were talking about what like streaming services. Yeah, exactly. We were gonna, yeah. We we were in the middle of a pitched with, debate yes. about uh, streaming services. Uh, Brian I, I, has a, a psychological like two streaming service limit. <laughs> no, three. Three streaming service limits. HBO Max, Netflix, and one other. Right, right. now, the one other is Amazon Prime. Prime. And kind of de facto Peacock with commercials. And you'd said, hey, we should just go ahead and get Peacock again. And I'm like, I'd be happy to do that if we dump Prime. Yeah, but then there's the other question of Paramount Plus, which you also want to get. Not necessarily. Let's just get Peacock and get it out of our system. Paramount Plus has some cool shit. But between the two of us, and I hope that the the marketing check is in the mail, HBO, um, I could watch HBO quite happily for about the next year. Mm. Between HBO and Netflix, I don't want for TV to watch. Yeah, HBO doesn't have a lot of stuff for the kids somehow, or at least if it does, I haven't found it. It, it has stuff for them. Yeah. Um, it, it's there, uh, you know, spend a bit of time getting familiar with what's mm. out there. Uh, they've got shit. Um, I don't like the the parental controls for HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, the parental controls are weird. Uh, as though, well. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. But no, they got stuff for the kids. Mm. They got they all of the modern Doctor Who. Yeah. All the, of it. The daughter and I watched one of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The modern, I mean, I like the old modern Doctor Who. I like the Chris Eccleston. I like the David Tennant. Kind of go either way on the Matt Smith. And uh, I haven't loved the Jodie Whittaker stuff, even though I've kind of wanted to. I've tried to love it. I wanted to love it. Okay. Too many supporting characters, like too right. many companions. Yeah, my primary that's, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish that they just had like Jodie Whittaker and one other yeah. person. That'd be real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, she's so pretty. Yeah, she is pretty. Um. Like if they had her and like the the girl, like the police officer, I don't remember her name. Um, okay. She's like Indian or Pakistani or something. I know that those that's racist. It's not yeah, racist. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have you know, yeah. like, like we're we're gonna retire that yeah. around the kids. It, it, it's it's meant to be funny and inoffensive, but it's just it, it's ceased to be funny. Yes. and it's actually yeah crossing yeah, the line. Yeah, so if it. it was like her Jodie Whittaker and that girl, I think that would be awesome. Sure. Um, but like having the grandpa and like the young guy, eh, it's too much. Yeah, it's, it's much. like I don't yeah. feel like they really add anything. It feels like a and, Saturday morning cartoon kind of a thing well and it's like if we're if we're doctor gonna have... who and the the doctor who friends yeah yeah uh, yeah exactly well it's like it's also like if we're gonna have you know a female doctor which i think we definitely should oh, hell yeah then hell like yeah. why do we need to like can't what if we just have an all yeah. one or two seasons of like an all lady doctor fine who by me thing. by the way and, I, then... I, 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 and forgive me for having remarked on the fact that i think that jody whittaker is easy on the eyes i think she's a fantastic choice for doctor who no, she's a really fantastic she is easy on the well, eyes, yeah. Uh, it, it's different if you say that about a woman because uh, um, she's a fine actress. She's and, a great actress. Yeah. And, 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 and I think she does really, really great work with that character. And even if I were not, <laughs> uh, you know, attracted to women, uh, she'd be a great choice for Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. And then once that companion, you know, because we don't keep companions forever. So once yeah. that companion moves on, then maybe she could have a, a male companion. It's like, sure, you know, if we're going to have a female Doctor. What, why do we need two dudes involved? As yeah, well? I was annoyed by that. Yeah. It, it's like, Oh, she's not strong enough to carry, yeah, to carry uh, that. the cast, yeah. and I, I think that's unfair. Agreed. So, hey, on uh, speaking of HBO Max, uh, I don't think that I, I have committed to recording uh, my thoughts on Game of Thrones. Okay. All right. So you've heard me shit talking Star Wars, a movie yes. series that 
I think if you're if we're all honest with ourselves, has a low batting average. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. When Star Wars works, it's fucking great. Yeah. And you know, they've got you know they've got some. It's really fantastic, but um, it, it is not something that is an unqualified success. Yeah, they've created a lot time. of. They've created a very large amount of content, sort of. Leave uh, well enough alone, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah some of, real uh, good movies. Yeah. Just stop fucking yeah. with it. Stop fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones. I'm going to take a big shit on Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, you and I have had this conversation, so I'll keep it brief. I'll just summarize this for posterity. <laughs> um, I, I can't understand what it is. Rather, I can understand why people watched Game of Thrones, but I think that they're watching it for the wrong reasons. I think that that series is actually not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, you and I watched the first season. We did. And, and we got to the end of that, and we both kind of thought, meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. And yeah. I thought, well, okay, I'll give this another chance. Maybe you know, for whatever reason, um, I, I'll whatever. Maybe there's something that I missed out on. Yeah. So I started watching season two in the midst of all my travels. Right. I got back to a hotel room and I'll watch an episode of Game of Thrones. And um, I saw all of season two. Actually, I've just I've, I've started season three. I think by about the tenth episode of season two, <laughs> I think, oh hey, this is a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> And then the next two are kind of more of the same, and season three is more of the same. And so season three is more of the same. It is a soap opera. It's fantasy for people that don't like fantasy. It's a soap opera with fantasy costumes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, if you want to see tits, if you want to see blood, it's great. Uh, if you if you want to think like oh I'm watching fantasy like they keep as I said yesterday they keep talking about dragons show me a fucking dragon <laughs> show me a fire breathing dragon breathing fire on a castle <laughs> right <laughs> you know I mean don't but really what they're talking about is it, it, everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to sit in the Iron Throne, whatever the fuck that means. But everybody wants to be the CEO of this multinational corporation <laughs> called Westeros. Yeah. And so it's the soap opera where everyone is scheming to become uh, the CEO. And people people fuck, people fight. Yeah, there are those two <laughs> and things. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Peter Dinklage is amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. And uh, that was... Like every time that he's on screen, I'm like, okay, cool. I get to, I get, a, I get a breath. <laughs> yeah, he of seemed fresh like air. he was having fun, uh, you know, doing it, kind of not taking himself yeah. too seriously, which is the well, character. No, yeah. he's a fucking amazing actor. Yeah. I mean, you just watch it and like he, he's like capital A acting. Yeah, and everybody else around me. I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't. I'm blanking on her name. The woman who plays uh, Cersei Lannister. I mean, like she. She belongs in General Hospital. <laughs> she's easy on the eyes, but it's just like she's this the 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 scheming villain uh, character, and there's like zero depth to mm-hmm. to her portrayal. Whereas uh, Peter Dinklage, like like that's that's a person, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that there is a past, and there's stuff going on in his brain. Dinklage is fucking great, and I want to watch. I mean. I, I thought that I was familiar with his stuff. He's been in a ton of shit, mm-hmm. and we need to watch, watch everything <laughs> that, that Peter Dinklage has been in because he's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he's great. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, Game, I don't know. Game of Thrones, though, meh. I don't have any... Yeah. I mean, I think when we finished watching the first season, it was like, I don't need six more seasons. Like, if there was maybe oh, one God, other yeah, season, yeah. I would have been like, okay, we'll see. You yeah. Know, but, like, and six more... I just didn't feel like entering a new sort of uh, exhausting, complex uh, yeah. Yeah, universe yeah, yeah. just to see people having sex with their siblings. <laughs> yeah that's the other thing too yeah see that on the like, internet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there was yeah, it's like titillating and i'm not sure what it's all in aid of um other than maybe maybe george R. R. martin and or the showrunners for for the tv show saying hey you know there's a lot of weird incestuous shit in in medieval and post-medieval european uh, like royalty, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could capture some of that. Yeah, and yeah. when I say when I say incestuous, I mean it was not like brother and sister necessarily, but like yeah, like people people married their oh my god, first cousins, first cousins, like table sticks, but, was, yeah. yeah, people would like marry their niece, yeah, <laughs> and it was like creepy shit like that. So uh, maybe that's what they're doing. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I already know that the Habsburgs were inbred, inbred and right. they've got the you know, this really gross-looking uh, chin. <laughs> no, this is true. I know. I yeah, know. I mean, you know about the, the, Habsburg, the Habsburg chin. chin. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Jay Leno looks at it like, oh my god, that's a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's too much, man. Gross-looking yeah, yeah. chin. All right, that's Game of Thrones. And uh, what else do we want to say? Okay. We're about at time, but I, I feel like we. I, I, I was ranting about Game of Thrones, and I want one more thing from you. Give us your. Oh, what? How did you like Uncharted? On Friday. I thought Uncharted was fun. Yeah. I thought it was a good, fun, stupid, yeah. fun movie with ridiculous, uh, you know, action sequences. Yeah. Uh, I love Tom Holland. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. it was I'm still trying to, to figure out why, what people wanted from that movie apart from fidelity to a video game that I've never played. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the that, reviews yeah. were... Were, were like tepid is putting it nice hmm. yeah Re- reviewers were like not kind to that film and they're like the fuck do you people yeah, want? i should read some this reviews was, and this see was what fine. they were complaining about yeah it was just a fun not action-y. unmissable by yeah. any stretch no. but yeah it's a nice scavenger hunt movie and like you know the da vinci code national treasure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh mold and I, I thought it was good yeah. fun yeah the the kids liked it yeah yeah oh it was a good time yeah Failed the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, the two, like, the... the, the, the... I, I said that only because her daughter uh, did say, there, a female character showed up and said, she says, like, hey, do you think this movie's going to pass the Bechdel no. test? And I said, eh, no. no. Yeah, the, 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 the two lady <laughs> yeah. baddies were just kind of there. I don't know. They weren't oh, yeah, They weren't yeah, particularly yeah. compelling. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. that those were exactly the right the right people for yeah. those movies. Movies you know, whatever. Fast, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. I thought Holland was, was great yep. in that. Yeah. Uh, I like Mark him Wahlberg, and, yep. uh, he peaked with Boogie Nights. That's is really, I mean, great, th- great way to peak, but he's been really mediocre in pretty much everything hmm. else I've seen him in. Hmm. He was good in, uh, you know, what, was what Daddy's Home? <laughs> he was not good in Daddy's Home. I mean, no, like, no, nobody, nobody <laughs> came away from that unscathed. Yeah. Unscathed. yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody who is in that movie, uh, yeah, with the possible exception of Thomas Hayden Church, um, it, like, they came out worse from that. <laughs> Any movie that I watched, I'm like, oh my God, even Will Ferrell can't elevate this. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. See you in, see two, you weeks. in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. 
Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>